Happy Monday, Verbs and Courtney. And happy Monday to you, my friend. Yeah, happy Monday. It's a new year, guys. How's it going so far? It's good over here. I have, um, the, at the end of 2021, did Best Year Ever. A uh, shout out to any of our people that joined us live for that. It was so much fun. Every year, I love kind of the reset of getting all my goals in place, kind of dreaming what those are going to be. I don't know. Uh, do wait, time, you- out, time out, time out, time out. Am I correct in understanding that Courtney Baker didn't have all her goals in place until December 30th, <laughs> 2021? Yes! The Courtney I Baker been- I know, it's like it's like the person that puts up their Christmas decorations in September with your, no. 20, with your New Year goal setting. <laughs> Right after no. Thanksgiving dinner, she's, she's right in there framing up those dinner, goals. Like, all right, guys, no naps. Let's yeah. do this. The truth is I actually have kind of have to get in the mindset to even kind of think through what I want those to be. Sometimes I get stuck where I'm like, what? What? Do, what? I have to get creative about like what is exciting to me for the next year. Hmm. Actually, Blake, I don't know if you knew this, but Verbs and I, well, actually, I'm sure you listened to the episode, did a podcast episode with Megan and Michael um, about, honestly, we we kind of talked about how important it was to kind of process the last year, and Verbs and I both shared about, it was a really rough year, and I feel like I have to kind of go through that process. I know you're probably shocked right now. Uh, like, I kind of feel like I have to go through that process before I can really put, like, pen to paper with my goals for the next year. Sometimes those Enneagram 3s need help getting in their feelings. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, Best Year Ever really helps me do that. Yeah, that, that's it's critical to not just rush, I think, into the year without really connecting to the why, the the reasons, the just where you're at personally, even, right. I think. If you try to rush into that, um, it can not work out so well about uh, about now-ish, you know, <laughs> halfway yeah. through the first month of the year. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, um, and I think it's okay because with everything, you know, 2022 kicking off, I mean, even for myself, like I feel like I haven't officially kicked off this year. Uh, you may hear a little bit of congestion in my voice. So I'm, I was telling uh, uh, Blake and Courtney when we first got on that uh, just kind of getting over the flu, which led into a bout with dehydration and a concussion shortly after that. So I have thought very little about finishing up my goal framework uh, for this year, even though I have some ideas in my head. I've just been trying mm-hmm. to get my head together before uh, before I really, really dig in. But yeah, and I think it's okay, again, because a lot of stuff has happened the last two years that we need to process to make sure that we're going into 2022 with the right perspective and not just zooming right in and not allowing things to settle emotionally or mentally or physically. We're halfway through the first month and maybe you set a resolution or you set a goal and You've already, you know, not batted a thousand. You've already felt like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this new habit for three months when I can't even do it up for two weeks? Or mm-hmm. maybe you like verbs or, or others. <laughs> you may have noticed this. A, a few people have gotten sick recently. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. the year health-wise just hasn't been off to the races the way you wanted it to. This episode is for you because we've got four tactics that are going to allow you to build the momentum at a good pace and allow you to build some confidence as you move through this first quarter with your exciting goals. 
This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs here with Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Guys, I think we can get into it um, as far as talking about these four tactics to gain momentum and even really just how to come out of the gate, I think, for 2022. I'm sure these tactics will be applicable to that as well. So the first tactic is to create visibility. You know, the number one reason people fail to achieve their goals is because they just lose sight of it. You know, it's it's really a problem of visibility. So that's the first thing that, you know, if you find yourself kind of lacking some momentum is to find a way to get visibility. You know, this is really the cornerstone for goal achievement. In the same way that memorization happens through repetition, you know, goal visibility happens by returning to your goals over and over and over again. Um, And obviously, with the Full Focus Planner, you know, that's really built into the system. That's one of the main reasons the system works so well. Um, I'm curious from you two, like, what are the number one ways that you work in goal visibility into your routine? So I'm guilty of underestimating this point. Blake, I was I just going to say that. I was just going to say I underestimated You were just going to say I'm guilty year. of underestimating this point. <laughs> it was like, why can't you be better? I think if I, I take a lot of time to think through, you know, what I want, I'll write it down. I'm like, great, I wrote it down. But then I'm like, I know it. Like, looking at it, having it visible, it's not like I don't know what my goal is anymore. And so I don't typically do that. Or sometimes, you know, it'll be written down even just digitally somewhere or just in the front of the planner from the first quarter, you know? Mm -hmm. And last year, I actually had a really incredible year in 2021. And I had the fewest number of goals I've ever set. And there was one that was kind of paramount. And I went old school and I took the person's advice. I wrote it down on a three by five card and I literally carried it with me in my pocket Mm. everywhere and it wasn't even just the visibility it was even the tangibility is that a word tangibility and i would you know reach in you know for my keys or my phone and like that card's there one time my wife was doing laundry she's like what's this and i was like no i'm no i'm not a nerd (laughs) you know and uh it was a little embarrassing but i actually achieve i actually achieved that goal and i never thought that i would I, I I mean, I shouldn't say I never thought I would, but it was like, I didn't, when I wrote it down, I was like, I've got no idea how this is going to happen. And so now I'm all in. Visibility, I'm like, yes, just like put it in your planner, put it on a sticky, put write it on your forehead, uh, yeah. and put it in a card. But it does, it's sort of like this, your brain's always working subconsciously. And I think that's the part that we underestimate is that like just the visibility of something, it's like you're taking it in and your brain's working on it. And it's funny because this this one is lends to the most creativity to make sure, I mean, with everything that we have available to us technology-wise, I mean, you can make a desktop image of your goals. You can 
crochet your goals and hang them on the wall in your in your hallway. I mean, there's there's things you can do to actually, you know, really stick this tactic, you know, outside of what we work into the system with uh, at least outlining those in either your morning or your workday shutdown or your startup ritual, whatever part of the day, just making that a normal uh, a review process so you can keep those front of mind. But man, just with the amount of creativity that we have available to us now, it's like, man, this could go so many different ways. You can have it on your phone, you know, you can it can it can be your alarm, you know, your wake up alarm, just a rundown audibly of, of your goals or your top three that you may be working on for that quarter. So this is this is a good one. Like I said, I underestimated all the time. And so I'm looking forward in 2022, just using some of that creativity so I can keep in front of mind. I, I will say just to hit these again, if you aren't doing this, obviously, it's built into your weekly preview process, like you should be um, reviewing your goals then. But again, you know, looking at your different rituals and determining where that could fall is is a, a really great automation in your day to, to look at your goals. Uh, the thing I've been doing lately, guys, this is a really simple hack, but I'll it's new, so I, I can't quite declare it successful. But with my planner, I usually leave it open to uh, the day page throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And so um, right now I'm using a standard planner, so I have those two ribbons. But I'm actually trying to flip back and leave it open to the goal page uh, throughout the day rather than just really that like subliminal like, oh, yeah, these are the things I'm committed to moving toward. Um, it just, again, it's just a little bit of extra visibility um, that I'm testing out. So I think all this is a really good discussion. As you're listening to this, you know, think through, you know, how have I created visibility for my goals? And then where are some ways that I can improve on making sure that they're visible for me each and every day? All right, tactic number two, connect to your why. Your why, the reason that you're setting this goal. Gail Hyatt, the legendary wife of Michael Hyatt, she says it this way, people lose their way when they lose their why. And this, I like this one because you gotta scuba dive sometimes to get there. You gotta go deep. It really exposes those goals that I call should goals, the things that sound nice or this is what I think I ought to do or this is an incremental increase on what I did last year. But really thinking about what's driving this for me? Why am I motivated to do this? If this didn't happen, is it really that big of a deal? The deeper you can go, the more colorful or or multidimensional with this why that you get, the stronger your connection is to that goal. And that mm. that connection's really important, right? Because as we all know, when you start going after a goal, you're it's like hacking through a uh, you know, a, a forest or a you know, a swampy area where it's there's no path for you yet. You've never gone there before. And if you don't have a strong why, it, it's going to be easy to just toss your hands up and go, you know what, I'm just going to go back to the old way that I used to do things. So, Courtney, tell us your deepest why. I know that you're joking around about this, but I actually, I think there is something to this because when you go through your goal detail page, you know, and it asks you to write and rank your key motivations. I think there is a tendency, or and maybe this is just me, I'll be curious to hear what you two think, but to kind of like list these at the surface level and not to actually dig down, like 
to ask why that's a key motivation. I, I just, I find within myself, sometimes what I list out of the gate is like, and maybe I'm probably moving too fast to just check off the next thing, but usually there's like a reason deeper and deeper. And sometimes, sometimes those whys are not always that comfortable. You know, mm-hmm. like, let me give you an example. This quarter, I have a goal to eat vegetarian and I'm really excited about this goal because my key motivation is actually really to test how I feel at the end of 30 days. And it doesn't have anything to do with actually like losing weight or, you know, those kind of things. But in the past, I've had these like health goals when when I really dig down into it, it's like, oh, because I want to look a certain way or I want to be perceived a certain way, which, you know, I kind of then like starts to sit sit with me in a weird way. Like, oh, is that is that actually what I'm I'm pursuing here? And is that actually a strong enough motivation? Like, should this even be the thing I'm focused on? And so I think that I think this is really, really important as we get throughout the year mm-hmm. that what's at the core is like it's really like who we are, who we want to be. And and are we pursuing the right things? Blake, do you like that? I went a little deep there, guys. I feel like I should get some I'm credit. proud of you. I'm proud <laughs> of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's marinate in it for a moment. I mean, because I think it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning of just the importance of processing the year, just so you can get in the right headspace to even have what you just mentioned, Courtney, that conversation of, mm-hmm. hey, some of these key motivations, if they're real and genuine and authentic, then I may they may be uncomfortable. And so mm-hmm. it's either sit with those things or like you said, kind of flippantly go through that that part of the process of let me just attach this key motivation because so I can frame the goal and it's done and I can get on get on my way. Um but I think that is, I mean that's part of it. That's it's 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 part of the process is what is really my key motivation? Because if it's not really anchored down into something, then it's gonna become that goal that you end up just scooting to the side because you lost uh, you lost interest in it or it just, mm-hmm. you know, that initial kind of um, shiny feeling that you had when you wrote it down is just dissipated. The other reason connected to your why matters is it protects against this pass fail. I'm doing good. If I'm checking the boxes, I'm doing bad. If I'm not checking the boxes mentality, mm-hmm. people yeah. sometimes get to the end of the year, they feel sad that they missed their goal. And I go, well, why did you want to hit that goal? It's like, well, because I wanted to, you know, like, let's say it's a, um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned like a health goal. Okay. So, oh, well, you know, I wanted to really, you know, eat this certain way or be at this certain weight or, or exercise, you know, f- five days a week. And I, and I totally, I never really did it hundred percent. I was like, well, why did you want to do that? Because I wanted to have more energy, sleep better and ha- you know, have the energy to play with my kids and, uh, just feel better. It's like, okay, do you feel better than you did last year? Oh yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, it's one of those things where connecting to your why allows you to retain your mastery, I think, over the goal pursuit rather than feeling like you're, you know, failing when times get tough. Right. And that, I think, is a huge thing for the long game of of goal achievement. It's not just the longer I do this stuff, the, the less I'm thinking quarter to quarter, year to year. I'm just thinking, all right, right. what's the long game here? And I can't yeah, afford good. to sort of have this pass fail mentality. The more I connect to my why, the more it connects back to 
what Cordy mentioned, stuff about my identity. And is that developing? Am I becoming who I want to become? Because the goal is just there to help me do that. You know, it's, it's more about that than it is more about the why really than it is about the number or the, the checked off box at the end of the quarter. Well, you probably know the benefits of the compound effect of small actions through daily habits, but the biggest question is where are those habits leading you? Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. Each Life Focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps, including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life, you'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener of Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus Kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus and use the code FOT15 to get started. All right, so the first tactic was create visibility, right? Write it on on your forehead, write it wherever you need to, get get, you know, put it on your wall, wallpaper. The second tactic is connect to your why. And what about tactic 3? Verbs, you want to tackle that one? Tactic number 3 is take smaller steps. Take smaller steps. One of the reasons we set goals really to begin with is to do something that we're currently not doing. And I feel like I've heard Michael say this more uh, during this last round of of the Best Year Ever Live teaching is, what am I not doing currently that I want to f- shape and form into a goal versus just continue to extend things that I want to do better at or in addition to, or just kind of add a layer of on top of something that I'm already, that I already got going. But sometimes when we do, the hard part is actually getting started out of the gate. I do have a, a, sh- a short example that I want to share. I don't know if you guys remember last year, uh, I was about to go on sabbatical. And one of the things that I had as a goal was to uh, start DJing. So I bought a whole setup. I was excited about it. I kind of knew the basics of you know how to get started. But the whole goal was just create like a DJ set. It's pretty much, you know, it's a, it's a vibe session. What I failed to uh, calculate was, you know, the last time I had had done something like that. I mean, this is back in the CD era. So you can only play music that you actually physically had. Now the universe is filled with music and there's so much stuff that you could comb through. It was just, it came down to just finding songs that I'd actually want to play into this, in this set that became overwhelming because literally everything is at your fingertips when, Mm -hmm. you know, selecting what song you would put into a mix somewhere. And so I had to kind of dial myself back because I went into it like, oh man, you know, I have records, I got CDs still, I have access to all these streaming pro- platforms. So it's like, you can pull from anywhere. But I had to dial it back to just 
Well, let me figure out how to actually just mix the technique of mixing. Let me do that first and then work my way into it and then start to kind of get into building the set song by song and, you know, figure out what goes well with what. But it was a little bit of a it was because I only had like 30 days to really dig into it because I had time to do it at that point. So it was a little bit of a setback. But I realized, okay, really, I just got to chunk this down a little bit. Uh, to really get going on it. Otherwise, I'll just get stuck of stuck in scrolling through Spotify and Apple Music, you know, looking for stuff. Mm-hmm. I think this is really important. And I think as you do your gold detail page, like figuring out those next steps and really figuring out like what's the easiest one. I, I think sometimes our energy for our goals makes it, you know, <laughs> we, where you get you want to do the big part of it. But like first, it's just that really easy next step. Um, as you go, let I'll give you another example. I've got all my goals just like fresh for the taking right here that I, I want to work with a spiritual director like once a month throughout this year. And my next step is to text a friend to find out spiritual directors that she would recommend to me. That's the next step. Uh, and, and each week, honestly, when I'm looking at my goal details, I'm just thinking like, okay, what's the next step now? Well, I need to text these people. These are really easy things, but like mm-hmm. ultimately they get me to you know the outcome in a way that's not overwhelming at all. You know, it's very achievable to do. Yeah, this is another thing. It, it, when we create the goals, we get connected to the outcome emotionally. You know, just like we talked about your motivations. Oh, well, because when I'm there, when I've arrived, and so you want to get there, you're ready right now to get there. But like that first tactic, don't underestimate the power of the small step, the power of just building momentum. There's really no step too small. Uh, you want to build confidence because, as we'll talk about next, Achieving goals ultimately is going to be outside of your comfort zone. So when you're first getting going, especially if you need to build some momentum, stick to what's the simplest, smallest thing that's going to be in the right direction. It may feel too easy. That's actually a good thing, not a bad thing when you're first getting going. So as I alluded to, tactic four, we're going to go from those easy, small steps And now we're going to talk about leveraging risk. That's the fourth tactic, leverage risk. So as I mentioned, goals ought to be outside of your comfort zone. That's where all the good, exciting growth and exploration in life can happen. The best things in life are happening outside of that normal, mundane, predictable, you know, routine things that you're doing. So if you want to build some momentum, you know, after you've gotten started, you figure out some simple next steps, you may want to try asking yourself, what is that thing or, or an action I could take that would be outside my comfort zone? You know, what, what could I do that maybe, you know, I would phrase it like this. If I were the kind of person that had already crushed this goal, what action would I take right now? Because that's ultimately what you're doing. You're becoming the type of person that Let's just say I wanted to grow my sales by 100% this year. It's like really big goal. Well, right. how does that person carry themselves? How does that person think? Get into that headspace of, of that person, you know, your future self, your future identity that's already crushed the goal. And then ask yourself, okay, what types of actions does that person take? And that may spark your imagination about, 
uh, a you know seemingly I use in quotes risky step that you could take next. What are some things you guys have done, if you can remember, that maybe it was last year or in previous goals, or maybe even this year so far, but where you felt like uh, <laughs> I kind of have to swing big at this point, or this one's going to feel <laughs> this one feels a little uncomfortable, or or was it always just those small incremental comfort level steps? I recently shared this the story of I started have a Peloton and um, I started cycling with a group. And the the goal, the number of rides per week that we were doing and the <laughs> expectation for the other riders was very much outside of my comfort zone. I literally every week dreaded sharing my results because I just, these people were legit and I was not. I was a beginner. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think, I think that kind of gets to this point, which is like, it was outside of my comfort zone, but by doing it, like now a year later, you know, four or five challenges in the future, you know, I, with the same group, I've got the results because I was willing to go into like that uncomfortable place, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, and I don't think that would have, I don't think the same outcome would have been true if I wouldn't have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel well acquainted with one kind of risk and it's because every day I'm on phone calls with people that have these big goals for their businesses and they've hit a point where they feel like I don't I don't know what the next step is or I don't even know if I can do the next step and that you know we sell coaching services for small business owners to to help them grow and scale their business and so I'm there going all right like this is what the investment is, you know, and and for them, a lot of them have never invested in themselves at all, much less, you know, invested in sort of premium level coaching. And so, and I know for me, that's always been the scary thing is like, am I going to try this, to do this by myself or am I going to take the risk and make a financial investment to try to get there faster? And I did that last year with a couple different, you know, coach slash advisors and that made a huge difference. But like, I feel <laughs> I'm in conversations all the time where people are like, <gasps> they feel like it's this, this big risk. And I guess my thought around risk is, um, it is where, where the excitement is, where the juice is. And usually yeah. a couple of things, obviously you don't want to leverage, you know, things that you can't, like you truly just could not afford, you know, like putting yourself in or your family in danger. We're not talking about that, but we're just talking about outside the comfort zone. And the reality is either it's going to pay off or you're going to learn a lot. And either way, you get to grow. Either way, you get to take a pretty big step in the right direction of personal growth. So that's my thought on that fourth tactic, leveraging risk. So let's put it in some context of maybe an example of a goal. Let's say you wanted to run a marathon this year. I want to run a marathon by December 1st, 2022. Now, I think that's insanity. Uh, I'm not a <laughs> runner, but uh, <laughs> no, but it's a fine goal. It's an exciting goal. You're, you're excited. You got a, you got your why and all that stuff. And maybe you've, you've even went on Zappos and you got yourself some great running shoes, but you find yourself struggling to build some momentum with the actual steps to get there because you've never done this before. You've, you've, it's just not a normal part of how you saw yourself 
in 2021 was a mar- you weren't a marathoner you don't identify as a marathoner one way you can leverage risk you know is to put yourself outside of your comfort zone but i guess i would think of it less as uh, what what really scares me and more of like if i knew that i i was totally going to succeed at this you know how would i uh basically make this a, a done deal and and you think you know what i i would maybe join a running group but you feel pretty scared about that because what if everyone's better than me what if i can't keep up with the group and then i feel embarrassed mm-hmm. and then i want to give up and you might be wrestling with those types of emotional things a lot of times the risk we feel is emotional is, is those are the stakes so what i would recommend is to when you identify those things go back to you know kind of imagining yourself at the at the finish line literally in this case imagining yourself as oh no i am a marathoner i i know like this is where i'm going and just kind of put yourself in the headspace of of the person that's already achieved it and it's like well what would that person do oh that person of course would join a running group they wouldn't be afraid and so I'm, it may feel uncomfortable for me because I don't feel like that person yet, but I'm going to take that action step despite it feeling risky. Yeah. And I think it's important to say, I mean, the risk is already baked into the goal itself because you set it. If you use the framework, it's risky for you. It's just really getting into the start of it to get that momentum that you need to, to get into those next steps. So the good news is you don't have to lose momentum toward achieving your goals. You can gain and maintain the momentum you need by creating visibility, connecting with your why, taking smaller steps, and leveraging risk. Blake, Courtney, any uh, final thoughts for our focus on this, listeners? I I know I hit on this at the very beginning of the episode, um, Verbs, when we were talking about you, but um, I just, for everybody listening, like if you're like, you know what, I'm already behind, I didn't even set goals, things were crazy at the end of the year, you know yada yada like it is not too late like I know culturally we say like you gotta have this done by January 1 that's not really true um it's not not really true it's just not true um and so I would really encourage you if you haven't taken the time um to 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 document your goals for this year to put them in your full focus planner I highly recommend that um, I even, <laughs> I honestly, I've said this before. I really don't understand how people use the the full focus planner without our course, uh, your best year ever. Uh, so there's certainly the opportunity to go through that course and get your planner set up well for this coming year. And if I was a really good chief marketing officer, I would tell you the URL. Um, and that would be <laughs> CourtneyBaker.com uh, slash <laughs> cash money uh best year ever dot me uh, if you want to take that course i'm double checking that right now <laughs> thanks for joining us on focus on this this is the most productive podcast on the internet so please share it with your friends don't forget to join our full focus planner community right there on facebook and we'll be here next week with another great episode but until then stay, stay focused stay focused I almost forgot, guys. <laughs> uh, three million episodes later. All right. Tactic two, connect to your why. So you may have heard us say this. There's a phrase we pass around here that originally came from Gail Hyatt, legendary uh, bride of Michael Hyatt, 
She says people lose their why when they lose their why. That doesn't make any sense, Gail, is what I tell her. And then she slaps me across the face. And she says, say it again, son. And I go, okay. Um, <laughs> no, I misquoted her. <laughs> um, say it again, son. <laughs> I think we should forever change this to be, it comes from Blake Stratton. People lose their why when they lose their why. And that is hey, still true. It's still spot like the lie. That. Spot the lie. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus.